You are listening to CORE, a show on Code Zero Radio that plays bands located in the Fox Cities, a show to find and discover new music. Hosted by Andy McNamara. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of Fox City's Core here on WCZR Code Zero Radio. We are doing the show during the Code Zero Cafe show today, but there is a good reason we're doing it. Uh, we've got a special guest today. There is a music video premiering tonight. Uh, my, my next guest is a drummer, pianist, and a composer who has appeared at a wide range of venues throughout the state of Wisconsin and beyond. She's released her debut piano album in 2018, featuring her contemporary instrumentals entitled Unheard Of, and in 2021, she released her sophomore piano album, Pride and Joy. She has a music video premiering tonight, and we're going to find out all about it. Please welcome Jenna Kapitsky to Fox City's Core. How are you doing, Jenna? Doing good, Andy. Thanks so much for having me on short notice. This is awesome. Great setup. Well, let's right off the bat, piano music, which, you know, is not a like in the popular culture solo piano not music. Yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. Right. I like that. Not yet. And this is your second album of your original compositions on piano. Yes, and uh, I'm working on the third right now. Have about four tracks started. They just keep coming. I always think when I have just a great hit like Cascade, which we'll get to, I'm always like, oh man, you know, I had a good run. This is it. But um, a fun fact about me is I can't just sit down on the spot and write. I have to be either really pissed off, um, really upset, um, angry, just feeling a lot of emotions, usually negative. And then I'll, they'll transform into these uh, grand pieces. But yeah, I can't just uh, do it on the spot. Or if I'm just sitting there having a good old time, uh, usually nothing will come out. So interesting fact. How long have you been a piano player i started in second grade so what are you seven uh seventh grade seventh grade I no, think. Uh, oh, seven oh you're seven old. wow so you've played a long time and, and you're also a drummer mm-hmm. how is it different can you show that one more time i missed oh, yeah. it drumsticks oh yeah yeah so is your first love drums or is it oh uh, the drums for sure okay not enough female drummers out there i can't stress that enough and you were rocking drums in a lot of bands. What put the shift towards releasing, writing and releasing unheard of? So, um, like you said, I always did start with the piano and it kind of morphed, you know, middle school jazz band, learn all the core rudiments and just uh, how to play um, drums just structurally. And then in high school, there was like the marching band and, you know, I rocked the quads. I was the center snare for almost my whole time there. And um, I just really, I just loved it. Couldn't um, replace um, reading sheet music on piano. And I was never good at reading sheet music anyway. So I, you know, I've always learned by ear and I always loved to create and compose. And I had these songs, uh, I was about 14, 15, and it took until, you know, 2018 to, you know, record them professionally and, and get them out there. And it was really successful, and it led me to write the Pride and Joy uh, tracks. And uh, I had even more success there, and it's just been such a joy. And, um, yeah, I think I'll always be writing piano tunes. 
uh, as long as I can. This this is uh, the Pride and Joy CD right here. Oh yeah, my buddy Bill Sargent, mentor from Milwaukee, he took those photos. Uh, photos Limited. This second album, was it easier writing the second album versus the first album? So you kind of had one under your belt already? Yeah, I'd say. Um, so for tapes on there, I wrote that about my grandmother who passed away from cancer. And I kind of wrote it in her perspective, talking to us her final months and weeks. And I just did it on my voice memo app. And I uh, held the phone up to her ear in like the, the hospital bed there. And she uh, had a head nod. So she approved of the song. Uh, before everyone else did. And there's, you know, a lot of meaning there. And um, if you hear the song, it does these intense highs and low lows and, and these melodic lines. And I feel like um, it'd be perfect in film. There's so many aspects of the song, like, you know, the bass line here, or the chord structures that could be used. Um, so I'm thinking of applying that soon, along with Cascade. And then, yeah, um, Streets of Appleton also off that album. There's a story behind that. I wrote that at uh, the Milo Music it was so fun just watching people walk. Uh, I busk by Cleo's. That's my spot. People know to find me there. And just seeing old friends making new ones. Uh, so I wrote that one, Streets of Appleton, uh, literally on the street. So yeah, I think versus just writing a tune, oh, this sounds cool. I think they're definitely more complex. And they've actually been used. Uh, UW Oshkosh, Headtones, uh, the Film Society, Crystal Roberts, she used three of those tracks in her film which i believe it may be listed publicly on youtube now but i'd love for them to get used more in film in that regard that's pretty cool and i'm really glad you brought up capes because i i wrote down to ask you about that song because that song to me just like you said it's got the highs mm -hmm. it's got feeling change in it and i wanted to ask you about when you're writing piano songs with no company singing mm -hmm. Is it hard to, to kind of add the balance of keeping it interesting with like that change that you brought when it goes high like that? Because it kind of takes you to a, a spot much like a, a strong vocal chorus would. Um, I think it can definitely be stressful some nights. Um, I would never want to just be full-time composer because if you've got a commission piece and you've got to have it done, you know, you're under a lot of stress to, to just think of something on the spot. But no, when I write these, uh, it's over a period of time. It's never, you know, one night, um, one night, 10 minutes or something like that. So I piece together ideas in like the same key and then inversions in that key. And I can do either arpeggios, glissandos, you know, add those ornaments. But I always like the lower range. Uh, that's my favorite on the, the piano. So I guess going off out, you know, of my comfort zone into the, the high highs, uh, it's really cool to see what I can come up with. Do you prefer to play piano or keyboard? Um, man, I'm going to go within between the Nord because you can get any <laughs> sound you want. That kind of leads me into the next question. The, you've got a, a video premiering today tonight yes and it's seven o'clock p.m i think that's is right the, the time on youtube it's for the song cascade mm -hmm. and i believe the uh the video you're playing a grand piano yep 
David Grand. It was at the Art Garage in Green Bay. I was so fortunate to be able to reserve that space. And just such a wonderful group of people I worked with to make this video happen. It was uh, three people uh, from That's a Beauty Productions, a trio from Kenosha. They came uh, to Green Bay. And I won't give too much away, but some of the speakers I had come in uh, to be a part of it and talk. Uh, they're just phenomenal and uh it's such a beautiful piece i'm so proud it you know it started from a dream uh, i saw like these dancers very lyrical piece if, if, if you heard it uh it's the last track i'm proud and joy by the way and um it didn't really pan out that way like i thought and i started thinking more of the props i wanted to use and like piano piano video and it is fantastic so can't wait for that to premiere I'm going to pop a, a picture up that you shared a while back of the filming of it. And this will kind of give you a little, a little teaser for what you can see tonight when you tune in. As, as far as the, having them do the video, you have a video for Capes, mm -hmm. which is great. It's on your YouTube channel. People should go subscribe. Is it nice having somebody... I guess the answer is yes. Go in and actually be taking care of the, the filming of it for you and putting it all together. For sure. My friend Noah Hoffensberger is actually a musical theater major at Stevens Point. He recorded the video for me. Um, we edited it together and all that thing. But yeah, it's nice to have. I, I for sure wanted to pay more to have a nicer promo uh, product to use in my EPK or just other purposes. And uh, well, I saw them rolling in with all these bags and all this setup. And I'm like, I, I just, I knew it was going to be great. And they, they really worked so hard. Um, after the time we had decided, they were still like, oh, maybe we should get some shots over here. And uh, well, why don't we try this? And they're just, they had so many ideas. And I think that's the beauty from that's a beauty um, of having the three of them too versus just a single videographer any plans on maybe maybe doing another video uh yes i want to do some drum cover videos my buddy john tyler from dungeon studios uh, in greenville where i live uh he's got a great setup there been there a few times um i'm gonna work something out with him there because uh i got some tunes to bash out so so this, the outlet for your piano playing, these albums, uh, the, the drums though, like you said, um, when you're trying to write a song on drums, are you just writing beats or do you play guitar as well or any? any I do play string? guitar um, briefly. There've only been a few times where I need to compose drum solos, either for um, auditions, uh, the one for getting into UW Oshkosh. Um, I guess maybe more classically in that regard, um, audition materials, but um, yeah, guitar was always just a backup, so good to have. Um, Jason Lipsky from the Rock School, he actually taught me to look at it as the frets on the guitar, just like the octaves on the keyboard, they're very um, related. So what what music inspires you? It, is it, I know you're a big Foo Fighter fan, is it hard rock, classic rock? Favorite music to listen to? Yes. Everything. Um, I'm getting into country a lot lately. Man, there, there's too many um, great artists. And, um, but I would say rock and roll was always primarily my favorite. Um, you know, I was in track and field in high school. And, 
you know, we'd be going, uh, warming up the laps and, uh, the coaches would always play like summer 69 or Bon Jovi, uh, you know, those kinds of hits. And the kids would be yelling, get your dad off the ox. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, you know, feeling like one, you know, of the many. Were your, so. were your parents in a music? Oh God, no. Um, <laughs> surprises me. You no, know, it's actually my very favorite question when I'm at a, a gig or someone comes up to me after and they're like, oh, did you get it from, you know, your mom? And usually <laughs> my parents are always at, at the gigs with me. Um, very, very supportive. And we just, we all start uh, laughing because it's just not at all, not at all true. Well, you've done some cool things already as well. You you drummed with the Wild Day Jurassic. Yes. Went up and did that. I know that. Love bit. those guys. And actually, I was supposed to with Chestnut Grove too. Uh, they, they're band friends in uh, New York. And it rained out uh, in Appleton this past year, I, f- I think it was the Saturday night. They're like, hey, come up and drum uh, this song. But uh, hopefully I connect with them if they're coming um, this year. And I'll for sure be busking at Cleo's too. Do you get approached by a lot of bands to be a drummer? Yes, all the time. It, it seems like drummers are really hard to come by, especially good ones like yourself. Yeah, I think that for, I guess, singers too. I know there's so many guitarists, um, keyboardists out there, bassists, you know, every every corny turn. But um, I'd agree with you. I guess singers and drummers, uh, I guess, a bit harder. So how do you decide, like, when you're asked to join a band, you're pretty busy already. Right. Is it something where you entertain the idea, or is it just right now you're just saying, I've got too much going well, on? I guess I take the conversation where I want it. Um, I usually ask if they're doing any recordings in the studio, if they need any session work, because that's where I shine. And I've done a lot of recordings for various bands over the years on many instruments. And I usually ask if they have any plans of doing that, because that will lead to gigs. And I also have been freelancing for a long time, too, and um, I love just learning songs, meet, meeting people, traveling. Um, so I guess it's easier to fill in in that regard than being committed uh, to like uh, weekly, bi-weekly rehearsals because I could help in that way. Can you let our listeners know some of the projects that you've been a part of that they, they might have heard of but been unaware that you were sure. in there? Huh. Going way back to my first was with the Appleton Rock School. We did some covers. I believe Eye of the Tiger was one of them. Coldplay. Uh, just, I think it was just self-titled. I'm not sure if you can find that anywhere. Just maybe the, the kids and their parents from there. But I did um, keyboards there. That was the very first. Um, DAV, a former band of mine. Christian Heavy Rock. Um, compared to Skillet a lot of the time. I did drums there. On a couple other tracks. Uh, John the Revelator from Austin, Texas. He's a rapper. Really great song. Uh, Fighting Monsters, it's called. I drummed on there. Memphis Star. I did Wurlitzer, Hammond Organ with the Vig Leslie speaker. And also just Grand Piano on there. And then most recently, I feel like I'm forgetting some, but most recently with Johnny T-Bird and the MPs, my band, uh, Blues Album, just finished up in January. I did drums, various, various percussion instruments, aux percussion, uh, 
keys and then just gang vocals. The range is amazing. Like just the different styles that it, you're definitely not stuck in one genre. Oh, I, I remembered one. Uh, Tim Dorsey, he owned um, Open Window Studios uh, in Greenville. I don't think it's a thing anymore, but he recorded the first album, Unheard Of, and uh, I drummed on uh, Come All Ye Faithful. So you're definitely not stuck on one style of music. That's pretty evident. Nope. <laughs> if you are, you got to get out of the business. <laughs> and you've recorded in a lot of different places, a lot of different studios. Is there one that you like more than the others or one that kind of stuck out to you as, as being a, a place you're really comfortable in? Um, I think maybe the last. So Pride and Joy was recorded at UW Oshkosh, where I go to school, in our studio from our recording majors and Nate Edwards. Hey, Nate, if you're watching this, um, it was a fantastic experience to do it and be able to just every day kind of go into the studio, see um, what the update was. We had our own um, recording majors up the mics and do the placement and sound check. Uh, you know, it's great because they're learning, you know, how to do this. And then also I get the benefit of getting my songs tracked and then having them um, mastered and um, finalized through the school. So you mentioned UW Oshkosh. Are you majoring in music? Yep, music business. Music business. So do you think the business side of music is somewhere that you would be comfortable abandoning the performer section for? Um, well, I'm doing it strictly as a backup. Um, I want to be a session musician. I want to move to I think I'll always perform. I always have. It's just in my blood. But for sure, um, making an income in some regard, I don't know what I want to do yet exactly. Um, maybe Sweetwater has a lot of openings right now for internships, and I know some connections there. Also, um, licensing companies or maybe um, just working in a studio doing like their marketing and social media. Don't know yet, but I definitely know this industry was for me. When you uh, were touring, so you've gone on some tours, is touring something you like to do? Yes, I have wanted to tour uh, since I was probably 11 or 12, shortly after I started the drums, and um, I was so fortunate to be able to do that. And, you know, I the, the car rides aren't as bad as I thought. Um, just growing up, my family, we haven't, um, traveled much, gone on that many trips, uh, Florida once, um, went to Europe with, um, my high school band, but, you know, haven't really traveled that much, so I was freaked out by the, the long hours on the drive, but, you know, it's a great experience. We did a lot of sightseeing, Rib Mountain, also saw First Avenue, Minneapolis, among other places. Um, I guess it just depends where you go. And who you're with, for that matter, if you can hang on for the week or two. Well, I understand um, when when you were touring, you um, you were kind of doing double duty at one point. I think you were doing keyboards and you were doing kind of a solo thing. 
as well, weren't you? Before Yeah. So on the tour we needed some opening acts because um things switched around and uh the sound people who were hired for the venue couldn't come or were late or, you know, um hit some roadblocks there, as you know you would with any tour. And we had a lot of extra time. And my friend Isabel Sorbo, she came on the tour with me and we did some instrumental um duo stuff, just covers. Uh, so I did not only just my original piano songs just before uh, the band played, but we would also do um, five, six songs, um, popular covers. Jenna, I've got a surprise for you if you can put the earphones on. This is our popular segment called Band Reaction. Okay. This is where I play you a clip of a previous band, a previous guest that was on the show. You can let's hear what they have to say, and then we get... I just looked at the schedule. Okay. <laughs> and then we get your reaction to what they say. And Band reaction. Band reaction. Super fun. Do you guys have a ritual before a show that you do to get into the zone? Not really. Uh, just it's like get there early, yeah, be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Don't get, don't drink too much. Right. Like, don't get yeah. too drunk. Yeah. Uh, just, just keep it level until it's time to go on stage. Have a. You know, a couple drinks, loosen up, nothing, you know, never get sloppy mm-hmm. and, and just be ready to go. Give a good performance. Yeah. That was Sons of Kong, by the way, in the Green Bay area. What, well, sure. What's your reaction to that? Well, I would definitely agree. Personally, I don't drink. I've never had a sip of anything uh, thus far, which I guess not a lot of 20-year-olds uh, hanging out in bars all the time can say. But, um, yeah, just showing up on time, it's more important than you think. Um, I guess just the way you present yourself, um, you know, how you talk to the venue owners or even people around. Something that I've noticed from some artists uh, that's disappointing is I see people want to go up and talk to them or approach them and say, hey, you know, you did amazing, or they have a long line, and they just they seem out of it. They just walk, you know, behind, like, the curtain. And I think it's just as important to be kind to your audience and give them that recognition as they do to you, you know, as you're up on the stage. So do you have anything that you personally do to get, get in the right headspace before you perform? Tune the drums. <laughs> and is it harder to get in the right headspace, whether it's drums or you're playing keys? Is it the same process for you? You know, when I start my piano sets, I always start now with my original tunes, which is great because, you know, I don't, I don't use music anyways, but um, it's just like second nature because I think back to the experiences writing them and they're just um, so near and dear to me. And uh, I don't even think my mom always brings up this experience. There's this TV at this one uh, gig and I was, you know, much younger and I was playing away and she said I just kept looking, looking this way. And she's like, what were you looking? I was like, oh, I was just watching the game. And she's like, but you're not even focusing on what you're, what you're doing. So, yeah. Now, I'll say if I'm, you know, singing something that um, I haven't done so much, um, then I'd probably be way more nervous. Have you sang on any tracks yet that were recorded before? Yes, uh, with Memphis Star, Waving from Shore, amongst um, many others for the up-and-coming album, Chrome Injury. I did some backups. So that's something that you're comfortable Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. I'm really impressed with your musical history already. And you said you were only 20 and the stuff mm-hmm. you've done has 
been pretty amazing. Have you performed at Electric City, Mile of Music, Steel Bridge, any of those festivals yet? Uh, just busking outside of the mile. I played at the Oostberg Blues Fest with my band Johnny T-Bird uh, two years ago. We're playing at Big Bull Blues Fest actually this coming summer. And I forget the names of them, but there's one in Wapaka at the Indian Casino. The, there's a blues festival there this October. Um, and also the Midwest Sunsplash Festival. Unity the band, my brother's there. Uh, COVID kind of swooped in and messed everything up. So I'm really crossing the fingers that um, we get to have my band play and also see them perform uh, downtown Manasha. It's always such a good time. A lot of people ask about COVID right now and, and how that affected the artists. Did did you use the time to write or were you just kind of yeah, put, put everything on hold? couple of the tracks from Pride and Joy came out there. Um, I did do a lot of live streams on Facebook, as, as many people did. And, you know, I just sat the phone there. And I'm like, uh, don't know what's going to happen today. And, you know, I rewatched those videos over and over. And I pieced together um, little tidbits um, of things that I had done and formed some of the songs that way. But um, I was very fortunate through COVID. Um, we were sent home from school, which I guess wasn't the worst thing. Although when you're performing, um, you know, percussion major as well as, you know, your studies, it's just a bit hard. We actually had this unit in the steel drum course where we took just household items and like played and sent in the audio from like rice and cans and um, toilet paper rolls taped together and uh, never a, a dull moment there. So I would like to ask another question about Pride and Joy. Where did this uh, album title come from? Um, does it have a special meaning or was it just a... No, just about my work, I guess. Pride and joy over the yep. performances. And you said you, you're starting work on the next album already. Yes. How many songs do you have written? Uh, around four right now. I want to add maybe some strings. Also, um, vibes have those sustaining tones. Um along with the keyboard. I think I'm going to mix with instrumentation quite a bit this time. I'll make it more um, more rich, um, just maybe more of a full sound. Um, so that Pride and Joy album was actually on a grand uh, piano, but Unheard Of was on the digital. So I yeah, I did that on purpose. I think the songs for Pride and Joy were perfect to do it on, on the grand. It just would not have fit doing it um, on the other way. So I think I may go back to... Um, digital keyboard and uh, adding some more effects and layering that way any chance that you might sing on the next the next album there's a chance could do some covers uh at at the bottom but um you know i have written just a couple songs wishbone is one of them the bridesmaid which has never been released uh just in my room but uh perhaps Do, do you like playing covers some people don't um, I, I'm good with either. Um, yes, I've, I've heard the stigma. I think, especially in Wisconsin, the, you know, the geographic location, people just, they're not just so interested in original music. Um, I've had quite a bit of luck with just the instrumental piano for either corporate events or weddings or um, just busking at the mile where people know me every year. But um, covers definitely have a lot more luck. Um, 
I don't know, I just about every time I walk past um, a bar or a festival, I hear a journey, you know, don't stop believing. So um, I think the answers are just all around us. I want to remind everybody again that Jenna's got a video premiering today. Um, if somebody wants to tune in, what's the best way that they can find this video premiere? On YouTube, under my YouTube channel, Jenna Kapitsky. My profile is me on the drum kit. It's like the fisheye view. And you won't regret finding Jenna's YouTube channel because she's got a lot of content down there, a lot of different live performances if you want to see Jenna pounding away on the drums. Uh, just tons of content down there. Jenna, I want to thank you for joining Fox City's Core. Thank you for being flexible and hopping on this special episode during uh, Code Zero Cafe. Well, for sure. I'd love to come back and, and talk more. We'll love, we'll love to have you back. Again, Jenna's albums, you can find them on Bandcamp. And if are people able to buy physical copies? Yes, I still have a bunch of those. Um, I'm going to be playing a lot this summer, uh, rather at Farmer's Markets, downtown Appleton, Oshkosh area, or even up um, to Elkhart Lake. So uh, just check out my schedule. I'll be posting those monthly on Facebook or just my website, jennakapitsky.com. Jenna, thank you for joining us on Fox City's Core. Thank you. You've been listening to WCZR Code Zero Radio.